Well, good morning as we gather on this beautiful Thursday, this feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. There's much history behind this particular day and this naming of this day. And if one is a military historian, it's a date of significance because it involved quite a large number of participants. Well over 100,000 participants took place. This took place on the 7th of October in 1571. Pope Pius V was then the Holy Father. And the Ottoman Empire had made great expanse across Western Europe. This battle would actually change the course of history in Western Europe. It would put a halt the advance of the Ottoman forces and secure Christianity and, and, and uh, the Catholic faith in Western Europe to, up through the modern era. And so it changed the course of history that day. And uh, Kevin Genet is a retired naval officer. We were talking about that earlier, about how this was actually a land battle fought on, war, on water. It's what it was. It was a land battle fought on water because of the type of craft that were employed in that particular day. More important than this moment in history relative to tactics and strategy, though, is the significance of the faith being practiced and lived out. That's the, the message for us today and what the Holy Father re reflected on in naming this day. And it was this, the odds against the Western forces called the Catholic League or the, the, Holy, the Holy League, uh, were, were, the challenges were significant and the forces against them were significant and had been quite successful in the preceding decades. And that morning, they would all receive the Blessed Sacrament because the vast majority of the combatants for the Western or Latin forces were Spanish or Italian, nearly all of them baptized into the Catholic faith. And their leadership was obviously Catholic as well. And they would begin the day in the sacrifice of the Mass on board these various vessels. They would begin the day with the sacrifice of the Mass, lots of priests deployed among them, and receive the Blessed Sacrament and head into battle. And then as the battle unfolded, as, as is true in many campaigns and significant battles, the, the outcome is uncertain at times. And as the, as the battle engaged and raged, uh, the troops fell into this unity of purpose and began praying the rosary. They began praying the rosary, invoking Our Lady for her intervention and for their success, which occurred. And the defeat was significant for the Ottoman forces. There were, of course, casualties and deaths on both sides, but the, the casualty count among the Ottoman forces was nearly four times that of the Western forces. So it was a significant defeat that halted the Ottoman advance. In our reading today from Malachi, we're given very direct words from the, from the writer, the prophet, who's inspired in his writing with the Holy Spirit. And he tells us that in verse 18. Then you will again distinguish between the just and the wicked, between the person who serves God and the one who does not. For the day is coming, blazing like an oven, when all the arrogant and all the evildoers will be stubble. And the day that is coming will set them on fire, leaving them neither root nor branch, says the Lord of hosts. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Justice will arise with healing in his wings. And you will go out leaping like calves from the stall and tread down the wicked. Those are, those are pretty aggressive words. Well, recently in our gospel, in fact, uh, Last Sunday, our gospel reading from Mark, our Lord is equally direct in his teaching. He's very specific about there is a hell, there is a heaven, 
And there is a distinguishing decision, decisiveness in that, uh, where we will spend eternity. And the challenges our faith faces today in our contemporary world are no different necessarily, nor more severe than any other time in our history. If we had been Catholics, Christians alive in the first three centuries of our church, we would have something to talk about in terms of being individually hunted down and prosecuted, persecuted, tortured, killed for the exercise of our faith. Praise God here in the United States, we don't face that challenge today. It does exist in the world where our Father Hippo is now home in Nigeria. That is true. There are people who are taken into custody and brutalized because of the exercise of their Christian faith. So we keep him in our prayers during his return home. In our gospel reading from Luke, we're given the inspiration message. It's our Lord speaking to the disciples again. He's telling them, first he's teaching them about prayer, which was our gospel reading yesterday. And today he's teaching them about our our Father's desire for us to know him and his desire that our wishes and that our prayers be heard and that we constantly be in petition to our Father for those satisfactions. And our Lord says, I tell you, Ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Well, it is true that as we pray, our daily sacrifice of the Mass, our prayers that are often individually and, and as a community, we don't always see their, their fulfillment realized in the immediacy of our prayer. So we offer these prayers. We don't always see them immediately realized, but if we're attentive to our Lord's work in our lives, we do see them realized in different ways. The, the key, or the goal, I should say, is to learn to interpret how he's fulfilling those prayers. We may ask for a specific petition, and then it manifests in a different way, which is a better solution than the one we could have imagined. We're, we're narrow in our thinking, we're limited in our human faculty, and our Lord's omniscience is far beyond our ability to understand. So. the request given to us and the invitation offered us is to constantly be in prayer, petitioning and seeking and asking just as you so beautifully do here so that those prayers can be fulfilled. On the first Thursday of every month, we celebrate vocations, intentions. So this mass is offered for those inspired to walk in the vocation of the faith. That vocation can be married life, it can be single life, it can be consecrated life. On this first Thursday, we focus our attentions on those willing to serve the church and the people of the church through consecrated life. We ask for their continued inspiration, that those inspired that way would find the courage to pursue it, that parents would find the courage to, the, to encourage their children in that way, inspire their children to, inspire, inspire the parents to give up the possibility of grandchildren so that their children can enter into consecrated life and serve the people of the church. That's heroic. When you ask a parent who may only have one or two children to encourage their children to consider serving the people of the church in consecrated life, that's heroic for the parents to do that because what they're giving up is the possibility of desired grandchildren. That's, that's a big ask, but it's a necessary courage in our time when we have fewer and fewer and fewer young men and women, or men and women in general, entering into consecrated life, and yet the demands of the church grow ever increasingly. So we hold up our parents who have sent their young men and women forth. We hold them up in a special way of prayer on this day as well. As we go forward in our faith, let's do several things. Let's be thankful for 
the many in our parish who gather here early at the break of dawn each day and throughout the world, but we, we draw our attention to our parishioners who gather each day at the break of dawn as the doors are opened and they gather here to pray the rosary, just as those prayer warriors did that day in October in 1571, our, our community here prays the rosary every day and invites Our Lady to assist in our petitions to intercede on our behalf. We recognize our Sarans, the Saran Club, and the work they do, the John Vianney Society and our diocese. We hold them up in a particular place of esteem on this day uh, for the advancement of vocations. Let me offer you this prayer for the perseverance of vocations. O oh God, you have constituted your only begotten Son, supreme and eternal priest for the glory of your majesty and the salvation of mankind. Grant that those whom he has chosen ministers and dispensers of his mysteries may be found faithful in fulfilling the ministry that they have received. And then the Saran prayer for vocations. O oh God, who wills not the death of a sinner, rather that he be converted and live, Grant, we beseech you, through the intercession of the Blessed Mary Ever-Virgin, Our Lady of the Rosary, St. Joseph, her spouse, St. Unipera Sarah, and all the saints, an increase of laborers for your church, fellow laborers with Christ to spend and consume themselves for souls, through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lady of the Rosary.